Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today is another Author's Corner check-in where I update you on what the heck is going on behind the scenes. So grab yourself a coffee or a cup of tea, and let's catch up. Starting with today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose today is that I have discovered the Peppermint Mocha Creamer from Chobani. If you've been watching Vlogmas, you saw my genuine first reaction to tasting this creamer, and I'm in love. I'm officially in love. Here's the thing. I want to like sweet stuff. I want to. I want to get like a sweet coffee drink and be really excited about it, but every time I do it, I regret it. I told this story on the vlog, but I ordered a peppermint mocha on Thanksgiving and I couldn't drink it. I was like, this is way too much for me. I can't have it. So I was, you know, a little disappointed with myself when I impulse bought the Chobani creamer because I, in my heart of hearts, I felt like, you know that you're not going to like this. You're buying this because the packaging is beautiful and you're a sucker. You're a sucker for it. <laughs> but then I ended up loving it. So you know, sometimes, sometimes an impulse buy is a win. My thorn is that this has just been a bit of a stressful week. Personally, not really something I can, I guess I can talk about it a little bit later, kind of lightly, but life has been stressful, which makes working a little bit hard when your job is to be creative. So that's been tricky, but also we're in a good spot. My bud is that when you are listening to this, we are in Portland. As I'm recording this, we are two days away and I am so excited. I travel alone a decent amount, but I don't get to travel with my husband a lot. So this is a trip for him for his birthday and we get to go together and I am thrilled. Now let's dive headfirst into today's episode. So since I'm gonna be traveling this week, I won't be editing because I like to do that in the office but I will be finalizing chapter eight, which is pretty much done. I kind of want to do one more essay for it. I don't have to, but I want to. I want to do one more essay for that. And then starting chapter nine, then we are working on the aesthetics of the book. Here's the thing. I am not great with aesthetics. My husband is much, much better at that. So I'm going to talk more on that later, but very excited about that part, having him on my team. When it comes to like life updates and changes, the stressful thing that is going on in my life is that we have shared custody, right? So 
we're mid-holiday scheduling and trying to figure out who has the kiddo when, and we have different interpretations of what the holiday schedule is, which is, this is my nightmare, (laughs) like scheduling disagreements, like that is just oh, it's not fun because it impacts your whole year. Like if the week gets thrown off, if you have every other week, then like the plans that you have for the year are now off. So, so stressful. I'm honestly trying to stay on the sidelines and just kind of let it be someone else's concern because it's a tricky thing because it's not about me, right? But it's also definitely impacts me probably currently the most. (laughs) So it's really tricky. But also I'm, you know, it's not my, not my monkeys, not my circus kind of deal. So, but that's not fun. Not the best. In other news, we are celebrating my husband's birthday this week, which I am thrilled about. I love birthdays. I take them really seriously, probably too seriously because I always get the birthday sads, but I just think they mark the moment of gratitude for someone's existence. And I just love it. And I love a celebration. And I love watching people experience something that they they enjoy for the first time. Like if I get to, to give you an experience that you love, ugh, I love that feeling. <laughs> so that's what this week is all about. I'm really excited about it. For those who were here last week listening in, I talked about the Santa conversation with our kiddo and just kind of saying like, I want him to have like one more magical Christmas. And then we're going to talk about Santa. And we had like this big plan laid out. Well, our kiddo came home this week and he was like, Sarah Jane, I know the truth about Santa. And he had had that conversation already with his mom. And so it's over. (laughs) And at that point, I kind of had the conversation with him of, well, how do you feel about that? Here's kind of how I thought about Santa. Because I never thought I would tell my kid about Santa because it kind of felt like a lie, but also his dad really convinced me that it is magical and that's an experience that he should have. And our kiddo was like, oh, 100%, I'm glad that I had that magical time. I don't regret believing in magic. I wish I had one more Christmas to believe in the magic, but, you know, that's what it is. And I'm. it's sad, but also... I don't regret it. So that was really good. The other thing with Christmas that's going on right now is that we have, I've always been, I've never really been much of a Christmas person or a Christmas decor person. I just got into it last year because COVID and I was bored and was trying to breathe life into our days, you know, make them feel different. And so I got into it last year. We got kind of all like a themed Christmas tree ornaments, you know, like just kind of like silver and gold and everything kind of matched and went together. Well, this year our kiddo expressed like, I want to get more colorful ornaments. I want to have like kind of a, you know, like what my husband's childhood tree was like, where they have like ornaments from all different times of their life and stuff. And so we were thinking about how we want to do ornaments. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to get a new ornament everywhere we travel to so that it kind of every ornament feels meaningful, but we're not, well, you know, instead of just going to the store and buying a bunch of ornaments, we're going to, you know, make get acquire them in meaningful ways. So I think that'll be fun. 
As 2021 is coming to an end, I've started thinking about my New Year's resolutions. My 2021 resolution was to read all the books on my bookshelf and we have done it. I loved it. It was so fun. So next year, I think my resolution is to go for a daily walk. I'm really excited about it. I know it's really good for your physical health, but also your creativity and your mental health. I am excited. We all want to take better care of ourselves in the new year. And an important part of self-care is taking care of your skin. And that's why we are excited to partner with Apostrophe. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, noticing signs of aging, or looking to even out your skin tone, Apostrophe will help you get glowing skin this new year. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne and even chest knee, back knee, and butt knee. They treat breakouts from head to toe. Personally, I have dry skin that is definitely, I'm definitely starting to notice signs of aging. I have a lot of redness. So it's really important for me that I get ahead of my skincare. I want to have, you know, youthful looking, fresh, hydrated skin for as long as possible. We have a special deal for our audience, so save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash egram. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash egram and click begin visit, then use our code egram at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash egram and use that code egram to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring today's podcast. So let's talk about what we're reading, watching, learning, small joy, all of that from this week. So reading. I'm currently reading A Gentleman in Moscow. I think I talked about it a little bit last week. I posted about it on Instagram too, and a ton of you said it was one of your favorite books of all time. And it's definitely one of my husband's, but to be honest, I'm struggling with it. Like, I think it's good. Like the writing is really good. I love the characters and the story. It's all good. It's just so slow. <laughs> and so long for how slow it's moving and so little that happens. So I'm about a third of the way through and I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the end. I just don't know how long my interest in the story can last before I wanna put it down. So here's the thing, I also, I wish I had read it in 2020 when we were like deeply quarantined because the book is all about basically someone who's quarantined, not because he's sick, but because he like, is legally bound to one place. And so in that sense, it would have been really cool, I think, to read at that time. It would have made 
quarantine feel more magical, but now I kind of think like it's giving me flashbacks of just like intense boredom. So I don't know. I don't think I'm going to make it, but let me know if you think I should stick this out because here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping like some sort of plot line forms. Currently it's a very character driven novel, which is great and totally fine. But I think maybe for how thick it is, my interest in a character based novel is not quite there. I do want some sort of storyline, some sort of anticipation, something to, you know, some sort of something to happen. But so far, it's kind of just feels like I'm watching daily vlogs of some guy who doesn't do anything. So, which, you know, I liked, I like to watch. I don't know. It's interesting. I think it could be a cool way a cool way to read it might be actually as like a chapter a day kind of thing as almost a meditation because it is it is kind of like really detailed and present and romanticizes like kind of boring life. So that could be a fun way to think about it for myself is just like almost like a meditation or something like that. I don't know. If you think I need to make it to the end, DM me on Instagram and let me know. Okay, here's what I'm watching. I haven't really been watching anything. <laughs> I was like, what have I been watching? Nothing really. I've been a little bit antsy this week and like not really wanting to sit still. Well, maybe that's not true because on Thanksgiving, I did watch The Holiday. And I think I haven't talked to you since then, which was my first holiday movie of the year. So that's cool. Next one is Love Actually. That's those are like the two I have to watch every year. Obi always wants to watch It's a Wonderful Life and our kiddo loves Jingle Jangle. We watched it last year and he wanted to watch it all summer. So I'm sure he's going to want to watch that. I think we're just in holiday movie season. I think it's the time and we're still probably watching Star Trek. I think Obi and I are probably going to keep going with that through the winter. So yeah, that's kind of been what we've been watching. My small joy from this week is definitely that Tribani creamer. Yeah, it's so good. And the Christmas lights being up, honestly, everything just feels like the holidays. And I like, for the first time in my life, or I think last year I did too, but I just have the holiday spirit. <laughs> I'm like laughing as I say that, but I feel like, oh, I, this is what the holiday spirit is. I feel it. Everything feels so much cozier and warmer and comforting. I didn't think this day would come. I'm, I'm into it. I'm learning this week to accept how childhood trauma affects the brain and just letting that be okay. I think I've spent a lot of my life controlling myself in order to avoid the natural response that we have to hard things like that. And I'm grateful that I've been able to live the life that I have in spite of what I've gone through. But I also kind of can be a bit like impatient with myself when I'm struggling our couples therapist this week said, well, that sounds like it's your trauma brain responding. And it just made it seem so simple. And it helped me to have compassion for myself and to feel like, oh yeah, this isn't something I chose for myself. This is something that's happening and I can choose how I respond to it, but also I can have empathy and compassion for myself in the process of navigating those things, which I think I generally do. I also generally think I'm supposed to feel good all the time, as we all know. And so allowing myself to just be imperfect in my emotions or my emotional response to things is really freeing. Okay, so let's talk about the book, where we're at, and some process updates. 
Personally, I'm feeling really good about where we are in the book in terms of writing. I've gotten clear on what structure feels best to me and the feedback from those of you who've read the chapter for your type has been so helpful with that. So that's all good. I feel great about the writing part of the process. All of that feels like it's going really well. We're on schedule, ahead of schedule. I do get a bit overwhelmed with the reader experience aspect, like how it's organized and the aesthetics, like, you know, people are coming in with different amount of Enneagram knowledge and kind of what's my role in navigating that. So that's an interesting thing. And then how do I make it beautiful and inviting and page turning in terms of the experience of reading it? And the other thing kind of coming up this week is life stress, life stress impacting creativity like it impacts it no matter how much I don't want that to be the case it just does so that's been tricky if my mind was clear this week I probably could have gone ahead and finished chapter nine but I was so foggy from overwhelm that I just kind of moved at a snail's pace which is okay because I've cushioned myself enough to make it work but it's just a reminder that we aren't machines and that our emotions do impact our output as much as we'd like to think that that's not the case. So the plan is to work closely with my husband on the aesthetics next week or this week. I have a very distinct vision of what I want. Like I do, I know what I want it to look like, but he is so gifted at helping me to make sense of what will actually make it look like that. So like what details will actually create the experience that I have in my head. So we have the plans to discuss that in Portland and really hammer it out this week, which soothes my anxious mind a lot. I was trying to figure this out like in my head and even took myself on a bookstore date to look at other books that I think were beautiful and kind of see what they all have in common. But it just gets all jumbled together for me in my mind and I can't really pinpoint why I like certain things and not other things. He's a four, thank goodness, and he has this amazing gift for visuals and is such a great aesthetic translator for me. Like I can say, here are these six books that I like, here's why I like them, and then he can go, oh, that's happening because they used, they all used this font or they all used this kind of flourish or they all had this color palette like he really can pull together what it is that I'm seeing that I like even and so that I can translate that into doing it myself so very excited about that so by the time I get back from Portland my hope is to have chapter nine written and the visual identity of the book hammered out. And I think we can do that. So what that means is that post Portland, my main objective will be editing chapter seven, eight, and nine, hashing out the introduction, the conclusion, you know, and the visual identity, like making it, laying it out in practice. So we'll have the vision for it and then I need to lay it out in practice. So that's where we're at this week. That's the plan. Also a friendly reminder that if you enjoy the behind the scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you may be interested in that. Starting this past week, I've been blogging every single day until Christmas. So if that interests you, it's just Sarah Jane Case on YouTube. I can't wait to check back in with you next week as always. It's an absolute joy to keep in touch with you this way and I will see ya tomorrow for the next episode. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.